If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, in this episode of The Mind Pump. So we've been talking about training individual body parts. We've covered, I think, chest and shoulders and biceps. And today, we're talking about the triceps. That's the muscles on the back of your arms. They're responsible for a lot of the aesthetics of your arms. Uh, When you have nice, well-developed triceps, it just makes your arms look sculpted and good when you're relaxed. Now, in this episode, we talk about the function of the triceps, what the triceps are made up of. So we go over anatomy a little bit. We talk about you know why they're important to work on, what the function is um, in everyday life. Um, and we talk about how they make up a majority of the mass of the upper arm. Um, we also talk about the, the things you want to focus on when working them out. Like, is hand position important? Is it important to supinate or you know turn your hand up or turn your hand down what about grips on the 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 press down bars does that make a big difference um or is it elbow position we cover all of these things and more oh and finally at the end of the episode uh we give you a full tricep workout each one of us comes up with a workout that we think is really awesome you take these three workouts you put them together and you've got yourself a phenomenal you have a tricep, tricep baby workout now before the episode gets started uh, the biggest sale of the year is here, MAPS Anabolic, 50% off. Now, MAPS Anabolic is by far our more, most popular program. It's the first MAPS program. It's a phenomenal workout to, to work on building muscle, speeding up your metabolism. It's an excellent program to speed up your metabolism. If you're somebody who has been dieting for a long time and your calories are getting real low and you're still having another 15 or 20 pounds to lose or you, you want to be able to eat more food, MAPS Anabolic is phenomenal. It's also great for strength. You will develop uh, amazing strength in the deadlift, the squat, overhead presses, and bench presses. It's a great all-around program, probably one of the best all-around muscle builders that we have. That program, of course, 50% off this month only. Here's how you get the discount. Go to mapsred.com. That's M-A-P-S-R-E-D.com and use the code RED50. R-E-D-5-0, no space for the discount. You know, a, l- a lot of people when they're talking about their arms and how much how they want to get their arms bigger or more impressive, they focus on the biceps. We just did an episode on biceps. It's an important muscle. Everybody likes to flex it. Yeah. I can't believe we spent an hour on that. That was impressive. Well, we're going to spend an hour on its uh, opposing friend. Oh, my God. I can't wait. The tricep. <laughs> well, you know what? The tricep, a lot of people don't realize this. It makes up close to two-thirds of the arm mass of the upper arm. So when people are focusing on like getting focusing on the, the, the musculature of their arms mm. and they do lots of curls and they neglect the triceps, they're missing out they're on two-thirds. They're not looking at the big pictures. So. Yeah. Do you remember when you fe- first pieced that together when you realized, oh, triceps, yeah. that's what makes your arms look... Yeah. Usually it was because like my arm looked bigger than my friend's, but it was not my bicep. It was because you was had because of the, the yeah. fat seps, as you call them, Sal. Because, <laughs> yeah, flat yeah. It was the triceps. Yeah. <laughs> I always had good triceps. <laughs> yeah, darn it. Yeah, no, um, for me, triceps developed uh, easily, very quickly. In fact, that's one of the, if maybe not the only body part of my body. So for me, not so much. Easy. Really? Yeah, So, I, but uh, a lot of that, and I know we'll get into it in this episode, um, I neglected the the movements that really made the biggest bang for my buck. Like I did a lot of like cable pushdown stuff because mm-hmm. you could feel the burn in that. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, when I was a kid, 
Uh, I was in the camp of, you know, do the exercises that you feel it the most in that must give you that that's what's going to grow the muscle more, right? If I feel it more, mm-hmm. working more, it must be uh, building more. And uh, that wasn't true for me. Mm-hmm. I had, <clears throat> and I also have like a, a, a very high uh, origin insertion. So I was always jealous. My workout partner, when we were kids, he had this beefy tricep. In fact, when he used to do dumbbell curls, we'd be seated and his tricep would hang over his elbow. You ever yeah. seen guys that have like a really long uh-huh. uh, origin insertion on the tricep and then they, and the, the tricep oh, yeah. when, it, when it's pumped up will like hang over the elbow. Like, mm-hmm. and I, it, you know, as a kid, you don't understand that. Like I don't, I didn't understand origin insertion and how that would make a difference. I was just like, what is he doing mm-hmm. that I'm not, we're working out together. This doesn't fucking make sense. And then mine was all up high and tight and, was small and uh, didn't get de- real good definition and size till probably a good five six years into my lifting. Yeah, no, for me, my tricep was I always had triceps even when I was really really skinny, and it was the outer head of the tricep that I and I have long muscle bellies when it comes to the, to triceps in particular. Now triceps are called triceps because there's three heads to the tricep. There's a, a lateral head which is on the outside a long head, uh, which is on the inside, and a medial head, which is also um, on the lower outside part uh, of the tricep. So there's three parts to it. Now, when we talked about biceps, we said, you know, you really can't work one head over the other, the long head over the short head and the bicep. Now, with the triceps, that's kind of true, but not as true, right? Because, Because there's three heads, the attachments are actually quite different. In fact, the long head attaches at the scapula. And you'll find that when you put your elbow above your head and you feel that tricep stretch, that's where you'll get the the long head to engage the most is in that overhead kind of position. So elbow positioning is extremely important when it comes to working out the triceps, but not unlike the biceps, one thing is not important necessarily, maybe indirectly, but not directly. Well, to that hand position, to that point too, it, one of the most common mistakes I see made, I made also uh, you know, this <laughs> go to work. I liked cable pushdowns, right? And cable pushdowns, I felt the tricep. So I would go in and, uh, you know, the, the triangle cable pushdowns, yeah, then right. the, the you get rope, a different grip the, then that the, you put then on the, there, the rope pushdown, right. push palms down, up and yeah. then like reverse grip, yeah, you know, and sure. it's all elbows are positioned in the same exact spot and I'm doing it all in these cable and you wonder why my triceps weren't growing very yeah, much. No, tri- triceps have zero, um, involvement in the rotation of the hand. So rotating your hand, that's bicep. Um, and other muscles, but it's not the tricep. Now, what will happen if you rotate your hands, and the reason why people feel it differently is because when I rotate my hands, it tends to force my elbow into different positions. So when my hands are face up, elbows tend to be forced at my sides. And when my hands are face up and I'm doing a press down, I'm not able to use as much weight, and so people naturally slow down and go lighter. But make no mistake, the hand positioning makes no real difference on the tricep uh, in any direct way, aside from maybe helping you change the position of your elbow. And that's just a myth I like to get out of the way because mm. you're right. Like all the, when you look at the the tricep press down cable or whatever, there's like four different or five different handles. Oh, you there's, could a choose ton, from. there's a ton. Yeah. As if it's five different exercises. I mean, for the most part, it's, it's really not. It's kind of, it's all the same exercise, just different um, hand positioning. Yeah. It's funny. I recognize right away, like triceps were definitely something that uh, I enjoyed more and I was better at right out, out of the shoots. 
And when we did our bicep exercise, it was hard for me to kind of conjure, uh, you know, ideas around that. But I, I, I imagine that that's pretty common in terms of like your preference of pushing versus pulling. Hundred percent. You know, right out of the gates. That's, so, that's why I experienced that. I one hundred percent. That's why I, I love the bicep and the back stuff because I was just naturally a puller, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that you're, you know, being a football player, mm-hmm. that you were probably way more heavily focused on chest and triceps and all your your pushing. Type Especially of, if you're. Uh, and it makes, even with your squatting, you're yeah. more of a squatter driving, pushing with your quads, and you are a deadlifter. Tons lifter. of frequency in that direction. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Triceps are involved in any pushing uh, in front of you, overhead, throwing, punching. Um, it's the it's the quadricep of the upper arm. So if you think of your legs and the quads and how they extend the knee, the triceps do that for the upper arm. They extend the upper arm. They straighten it out, um, whether it's in front of you or by your side or behind you or above your head. Um, and it's involved in any any type of pushing movements. Um, you should, uh, regardless of what sport you're in, I think we've kind of uh, destroyed the myth that some muscles you don't you shouldn't you don't need to train, or some muscles you should. You should work all your muscles. All your muscles are functional. Um, but for some sports, triceps are extremely functional. Football is a great example. In football, there's a lot of pushing away. There's a lot of stiff arming people. There's a lot of needing that elbow strength and stability. Um, to support the sport. Boxing uh, would be another one. Um, with boxing, the tricep adds that last bit of whip um, to the punch. Um, so boxing or striking martial arts, it's also real important. Wrestling, some people would say, oh, it's not that important. You need more biceps for wrestling. Uh, yes, yeah, biceps are very important. The pulling muscles are very important. But with, with your triceps, if you need to post or push off your opponent um, and create some tension or leverage, um, the triceps are very important. So at the end of the day, it's a very, just like all the other muscles, it's a very important muscle. Well, and not just for sports. I mean, we always talk sports, but also for aesthetic aesthetic purposes. You know, one of the things that I, I think I've pieced together over years of training, and for sure more so as I got into competing, was, you know, as a young as a young man when I'm lifting, we, we tend to gravitate towards certain beach muscles or muscles that we like and we, we train and overly develop them and we, you know, we neglect other ones where, you know, I started to learn really quick that, you know, I could have smaller uh, biceps because I don't do them very much. But if I had in proportion to them good triceps, my arms overall would look much more impressive. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I, I think when you're somebody who loves to do things like bicep curls and everything because you like great arms, a lot of people are missing that. You know, you could probably back off some of the bicep work and do some more tricep work to balance your arms out. And overall, the arms will look more aesthetically pleasing. Well, yeah, if you're standing relaxed, um, it's the tricep that makes your arm look sculpted, toned, uh, or muscular, more so than even the bicep. Without flexing, you're just staying there. For women, from an aesthetic standpoint, triceps are more important than biceps. Um, Now, I'm not saying they're more important, don't work out your biceps. Uh, But what I am saying is from an aesthetic standpoint... If you want your arms to look sculpted and shaped, it's all about, I mean, tri- it's triceps and shoulders. That's really what shapes the arm, aesthetically speaking, um, in women. Well, and then you also see the, uh, what do they call that, the turkey neck when uh, the wave goodbye, and it's a little bit of that uh, that flap that, that happens if you don't have the muscle definition yeah. and tone. That's where your teacher, she's up there, yeah. you know. Bye, kids. Wiping off just, the chalkboard yeah. or your dry erase board. So please stop. And yeah. it's flapping around. Yeah. Now, the, the, the size of your tricep, besides how you train it, besides your genetic ability in terms of building muscle, 
A lot of it is in the shape is dictated by the the insertion and origin of the muscle and how big or long I should say the muscle belly is. So you can't change that. I mean, you can make your muscles grow, but if you have well, again, when you look at a muscle, you have the muscle belly, which is the muscle part, and then you have the tendons that are on the other end. Some people have smaller muscle bellies. The muscle belly is real short, but there's a lot of tendon. Other people have longer muscle bellies and shorter tendons. There really is no difference in terms of strength. Um, some people would argue that, lo that longer muscle bellies provide more absolute strength and stability, and shorter muscle bellies um, uh, provide more explosive power. Um, but it, you know, we're talking at the extremes. At the end of the day, it's all about you know how you look or whatever. If you have long muscle bellies, the potential for lots of muscle growth is there. Unfortunately, you can't change it with training. The, the insertions are where they are, regardless of how you, you work them out. If you have short triceps or long triceps, they're just going to look like that. Well, which is why it's t a terrible idea to ever compare yourself because that, and that was what I got into as a kid, looking at my my best friend who's working out with me, and it's just I was complex or just I don't understand why this kid has different looking triceps than me when we're doing all the same exercises. I thought he was sneaking in the gym mm -hmm. on off days <laughs> and training something and not telling me, but the reality is just you know we were we are our anatomy right is different. Like he was built, he was made up different than I was, so. Don't get hung up on looking at a girlfriend or a buddy of yours and saying, oh, wow, his tricep looks like this. I need to do more of these exercises. Right, right. Now, one of the most important things you can consider when training your triceps or programming out your workout is because there's a lot of factors to consider, right? Reps and tempo and weight being used and what exercises to pick. But let's I want to simplify this for people. One of the, the most important things you should focus on is the position of your elbow. So different elbow positions means you're hitting the muscle in a different way. If your elbow position stays in the same position, but you change from free weights to machines or change your hand position, you know, rotated one way or another, it's not that big of a difference. For the triceps, it's mostly about elbow position. Um, elbows at your sides, you're going to work more of the outer head of the tricep. This is according to studies. Um, in fact, if you work out real hard, this is where you'll feel most of the soreness when you're doing these exercises. You will work more of the now again. I'm splitting hairs here, okay? Um, in terms of what part of the tricep you're right, working, you're not isolating, right? You're not isolating one head over the other. But that being said, the reason why it's important to understand elbow position is because the way muscles adapt is they they adapt in, in in quite specific ways. So if I get really really strong at a tricep press down, I'll get some carryover with another tricep exercise, like an overhead tricep extension, but not fully. I'm not going to get 100% of the carryover. So if I add 50 pounds to my press down, I'm not going to add 50 pounds to my overhead tricep extension uh, exactly. So changing the elbow position gives my body more opportunities to adapt in different ways, which leads to uh, better uh, results, faster muscle growth or faster change in uh, the way the tricep looks. So if you're somebody, uh, so an easy recommendation, if you're somebody who splits up your workouts in full body routines and you hit the triceps three times uh, in a week with only one one exercise, then I, uh, one one day I'm focused on like elbow positioning overhead stuff. Another day I'm elbows by my side and then another day my elbows are in front of me. Yes. If I'm somebody who does a, more of a split routine where I'm doing you know three different exercises, for uh, the triceps in the same workout and that workout I'm going to do that that workout I'm going to have an exercise that I do overhead an exercise that I do with my elbows in front of me and then an exercise with my elbows down by my side right and then the other thing you want to consider too are points of uh, tension in the muscle so if I 
a lot of tricep exercises are done with cables, which is cool because when you do cables, you have kind of this constant tension throughout the whole movement. But don't don't throw out the free weights. Free weights still are king when it comes to tricep training, just like they are with most uh, body parts or, or exercises. But the problem with free weights is the resistance isn't consistent throughout the mm. whole lift. So you want to consider that. For example, if I'm doing a skull crusher, a skull crusher is where I'm laying on the on the bench and my arms are extended fully out in front of my body and I bend my elbows as if I were to bring the barbell down towards my forehead or towards the, the top of my head. From that bottom position, as I'm moving up, I'm not lifting the full amount of weight until I am directly opposing gravity. And then again, again, it gets easier as I push out in front of me. There's not like a hard contraction at the top because the weight is relatively easy to support at the very top versus when it's kind of mid-range. And that's because, again, just like with curls, like how we explained it last week, you know, as you're lifting the weight, the, you're not directly opposing gravity throughout the entire rep. So the, the hardest points of tension... You have to consider that. And with the skull crusher, it's mid-range, for example. The middle part is where it's going to be most difficult. Now, speaking of gravity and tension, here's something that, you know, I think the number one tip ever given to somebody as far as that's trying to work on their triceps, I think the first tip I would always give is the elbow positioning that we touched on other. Mm -hmm. The other one, and a, a thing that I see abused a ton when working the triceps, is the lack of emphasis on the eccentric portion of the exercise. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, what ends up happening a lot, for, I guess it's and just... That's the lowering of the weight. Right, lowering or resisting the weight, right? So if you're doing a skull crusher, you're resisting the weight down as it, as it starts to lower down to your head. If you're doing a tricep pushdown, it's resisting the cable from coming back up. And I, I don't know if that's just, it's a, unnatural because there's not a lot of thing, things in normal daily activities that you would do that, that mm. it takes a lot of training and discipline for somebody to understand that and to know that the eccentric portion of the exercise is as important, if not more important in terms of building muscle. So one of the greatest tips that I ever gave to clients when, when training triceps was to put a lot of emphasis on the the resistance of the weight on the way down from the exercise or on the negative of the exercise. And this is where, you know, I, I see a lot of value in the four second count on the negative and really slowing down the mm -hmm. tempo and resisting with the tricep because what ends up happening with a lot of people is they just let gravity take over and then they're getting the good, you know, and we'll use skull crushers as an example. You're laying down, you're doing skull crushers with a bar or dumbbell, doesn't matter. And I extend, oh yeah, good flex with my tricep, but then I like just gravity, let it drop down. And then I catch it with the tricep and then extend out and I'm missing out on that, on that resistance on the way back. And that was a big game changer, not only for myself, but for probably a majority of my clients when teaching. That's a trust. great point. I think there's a lot of factors that go into that in terms of like what we actually do, whether it's sports or just any activity uh, in life where we're like pushing something off or it, really the, the emphasis I'm throwing a ball, I'm getting rid of things. I'm not, I'm not focused on, you know, the recoil aspect right. of that. And so that is totally not intuitive. So that, that is definitely something that you, you want to highlight as a coach or as a trainer, uh, as they're going through tricep exercises. For How sure. many times have you guys stood next to a client that's doing like a tricep push down and their, you know, elbows are locked by their side, shoulders are back and they push it down really well. And then, <laughs> and then the cable yep. flip flies yeah. it up. Yep. And you know, well, another point I want to bring up too is uh, like locking out all the way in like full range of motion. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if it's 
when it, it, it always highlights, you know, uh, when I go back to like a regular commercial gym, I start to see, uh, you know, how average people are lifting and average people are doing exercises using machines and things like that. And, you know, depending on whether or not they're trying to get a pump and just get that sort of uh, burn into the into the tricep by just, you know, shortening the rep just a little bit so they can get full lockout out of the elbow. Uh, you know, we're, we're creating a pattern here that, you know, that potentially has, you know, uh, problems down the road. Yeah, full range of motion in head-to-head competition, in, in head-to-head studies, full range of motion just builds more muscle, regardless of the muscle group that you're working. Now, triceps tend to fall prey to short reps. Now, when I first started training, um, I learned through my certification, which was terrible, that when you're doing a tricep exercise – Come up to bending about 90 degrees. Don't go any further than that. 90 degrees and then all the way down. And they said it was because it helped protect the elbows, which I believed, which is false. Um, full range of motion uh, done properly has does not damage your joints. In yeah. fact, it'll probably promote healthier joints over time. And I remember when I first did this, I remember uh, I, I was uh, you know training clients and I did this 90 degree thing. And then I had a, a there was another trainer that I worked with who had been doing the, you know training for a long time and sat down and talked to me and said, look, full range of motion is better. And I'm sitting there arguing what my certification said. He says, no, no, no. It has to be done properly. Don't get me wrong. If you do full range of motion, make sure you have full control. Yeah. But try it out yourself. Go lighter and do a full range of motion. Watch what, watch what happens. And, the, and I remember I, I went and did an overhead tricep extension. <laughs> and rather, rather than stopping at 90 degrees, I went all the way down. All the way Again. up. So all these factors boy, combined, it, it, yeah, like like going like focusing on the eccentric, like maintaining mus- muscular tension that's supportive for the joint, like you know, like incrementally going down to where y- if you feel loss in muscle tension, that's you know my, where I'm going to stop until I can build and develop strength, uh, you know, in that position. So like you have to like work your way towards that, not just jump into it, but it's definitely something to consider when you're trying to build and develop, you know, a full muscle. Well, I, I would I would agree that my third tip would be full range of motion and to your point, Justin, maintaining tension through the, the full range of motion. But we have to unpack that for the the average listener, I feel like, because I, you know, you, Sal, you brought up the national certification teaching the shortened range of motion. I remember being taught the shortened range of motion from the bodybuilding community, which was you know, keeping Keep keeping time. You know, time and attention was everything. That was the, that was a term thrown mm-hmm. around in the gym all the time. And you didn't want to lock the joints out because then the muscle was no longer taking the load and tension, and then it's at rest for that time that it's locked out completely. And there's some truth to that. It can be if somebody locks the joint out and you relax the muscle, right. you lose tension in the mm-hmm. muscle to what you're talking about, Justin. And now the you're resting on the joint. And I think. That's partly why the national certifications taught this also because they're thinking, okay, if we teach them to shorten it up just a tiny bit, uh, there's less risk of them locking out and then putting all the stress on the joints. But you know, I, I think that we, we are smarter humans now and we can understand that uh, we can explain to somebody that, listen, you can fully extend the elbow all the way out, but still keep the the tricep flexed and tense and carrying the load and not relax it. And so that's the key is taking the the joint through its fullest range of motion, but then not relaxing it at the end range of motion, which is common that people rest at the end and then now the joint takes over the load. You got to make sure that you're keeping that focus mentally on the tricep staying tensed, but then also taking it through full yeah, range. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the, here's an analogy. It's like all of us know how to stand without 
being active in our muscles, right? We all know how to stand with our knees kind of locked and just kind of stand there. And if someone were to come over and nudge us, we'd probably lose our balance because we're so relaxed. Now imagine standing, but you're flexing your leg muscles the whole whole time you're standing. It's exhausting. It would be tiring. Well, that's what you're doing. That's what you should do when you're doing these full range of motion exercises. If I'm doing a tricep press down and I go all the way and straighten my arm out, I'm not straightening it out, locking it so I can take a break. I'm straightening it out and I'm squeezing the triceps in that fully contracted position. That's where you're going to gain the benefit. That's where I think the bodybuilders mess up is they don't, they don't think that. They think, oh, I'm just going to move all the way up and then lock myself out. And No, no. You want to maintain tension. That's up to you to do, and a full range of motion just works best. So full range of motion, slow repetitions, emphasize on the negative, uh, and maintain tension throughout that entire full range of motion. And I will say this with triceps, the squeeze extremely important. It's extremely important part of the of the repetition is that fully extended squeeze portion of the repetition. Boy, does it make a big difference when you do that versus when you don't. I mean, I could I could do tricep press downs and not do that full squeeze and I'll do a full five to 10 more reps. Mm-hmm. Add that squeeze at the very bottom where I'm crushing that full extension and I cannot handle nearly as much weight or repetitions uh, so, when I'm doing it. Th- and this takes me to, I think, the the fourth tip that I think I can think of that oh, that helped me and has helped a ton of my clients, which was, you know, not neglecting the compound exercises for uh, the triceps. Mm-hmm. Um, now, those are more accepted, more accepted widely, right? Yeah, the, the compound ones for triceps. Yes, and and that to me, like, yeah, we talked about biceps the other day, and there really is there's not a lot of compound exercises mm-hmm. that you're 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 you would be training your biceps, and we argued that the chin up would be a, a great uh, way to do that, but there's not a lot of other ones that you would probably do for the biceps, but for the triceps. I, I would say uh, the two uh, single best exercises that put mass, put size on my triceps was a close grip bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily for me, I, I prefer the incline close grip bench just because of the angle and the way gravity is uh, on them. It just feels, dips. feels very – yes, and then dips. Dips and and close bit, uh, bench are, have been the, the two – biggest things that put mass Those are the, yeah the gross movers oh man it was yep. it was it was i mean you talk about the aha moments or you know i've talked about you know doing the deadlifts and then going back to the seated row and it blew my mind uh focusing putting a, a program together where you know close grip bench and deads were in my routine every week for a consistent six to eight weeks Boy, did that show some of the, the greatest gains ever on my trip. And for now, forever, are they always a staple in my program? It's just, it's for me, it's the squat of the arm. You know, like if I'm going to build my arms, I'm going to do close grip bench and, and dips are always going to be frequently yeah. in my routine. I do dips pretty regularly. At one point, I got really, really good at the close <clears throat> grip bench press. Uh, I was able to hit uh, 270. Um, for a couple reps with the with the close grip, and my triceps responded like crazy. It's just a, and you know what's what's great about those exercises? It's great for other parts of your body as well. You're going to get some good shoulder and chest development, even with the yeah. close grip uh, bench press dips. That's a great exercise that I did as a as a youngster. Stopped doing them for a while. Then you know J- Justin would talk about dips all the time, and I started incorporating them in, into my routine. And you just get great benefit from it. And it's a great body weight, closed chain uh, type of movement. So it does help you with your- Oh, incredible mass builder. And it's one of those ones that I I remember being a kid, I couldn't even do a single dip. 
Then I remember like, you know, through years of training, I got to the point where I could do like 20 to 30 body weight dips. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to that point, at this point, I still didn't see the value in, in doing that really heavy. I would just keep doing lots of reps with dips, 15, 20. And that was my buddies and I always, how, how many can do straight without rest. And I really missed out on what came later for me, which was, you know what, maybe I'll load this. I've never mm -hmm. like really tried to load the dip and maybe I'll do four or five dips, but then put, you know, 50 pounds uh, between my legs and do these dips. Mm -hmm. And boy, is that a game changer, yeah, man. So doing, awesome. doing heavy dips for low reps in that three oh, to yeah. five rep range. And just going for like, a, you know, a lower position each time and trying to like dip down even, even like as far as I could go down, but still maintain that strength and dig my way out was a whole new strength I had access to then even going into doing a bench press or something where typically I'd have like a sticking point, uh, the lower the bar was. And then, you know, that really helped uh, enhance that, that, that strength for me when I needed it. Now dips is an exercise that a lot of people don't like to go all the way up. Um, when you watch people dip, they tend to go up and stop short of that full lockout. Yeah, same thing again. Make sure you go all the way to the very top with your dips. Stop at the top, squeeze your triceps, and then go back down and, and, and watch what happens. Now, with rep ranges with triceps, very similar to other body parts, um, the triceps do respond well to all rep ranges. We suggest that you play in each of them, but stay in one for a little while so you can get your, your triceps to kind of get used to a lower rep range or a moderate or higher rep range. Now, it's much more acceptable for people to do lower reps with triceps than they do with biceps. You tell people low rep bicep training, there's... You know, and I can understand there's not a lot of exercise that work well, but with the triceps dips and close grip bench press or, or weighted dips, I should say, those are great low rep exercises. Oh yeah, three yeah. five rep range for those are yep, great, yep. great. And, and then you have the 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 you know the advanced training tech, technique known as blood flow restrictive training, uh, BFR. BFR works phenomenal for muscles of the extremities, especially the the muscles of the arms and the triceps. Now, BFR will not replace uh, your regular workouts, but if you're advanced and you're looking to add more volume to your workout, throwing in a couple sets of BFR at the end of a workout is phenomenal. And the pump you'll get with BFR is, it's, it's, it's silly. It's, you, there's no comparison uh, to any other type of workout and pump. And also for, get. you know, we talked, uh, I think we had a question the other day on Qual regarding somebody who had, I think, a rotator cuff tear and an AC joint issue. Um, you know, if, if you have something uh, injury wise or compromising you from doing something like a close grip bench or dips, obviously you would never tell somebody who's got a rotator cuff tear or something going on with the AC joint to go do heavy loaded right. dips. So here's where BFR does have a ton of value. Mm -hmm. Like that's to me, that's where I see the most value is somebody who is, is, is they just can't use that much weight anyway. Yeah. They can't use that much weight anyways, due to some sort of injury to a, a joint nearby potentially, or even a muscle nearby. And so they still want to work their arms, but they also don't want to do it at risk of re-injuring themselves somewhere else. So, and I think this is where we see BFR more uh, widely used. You see it a lot in sports. Uh, that's why I think where it's got its popularity is it's for sure a any professional sport now, football, baseball, hockey, any of those, a player goes down with a major injury, uh, they utilize BFR. It's, yep, for, yep. it's a staple uh, in rehab. So that is where I see the most value, but it could complement a strength training program. It did also. for me. I mean, I didn't use it for rehab. I used it just to add more volume. And I definitely noticed uh, some muscle growth that came from it. Um, but you have to keep it up just like anything else. Once you stop doing it, 
you kind of lose the effects. It's extremely painful. It's one of the more painful ways of training. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, it is interesting. But again, it will not replace the meat and potatoes of your routine, which is just your traditional lifting. Now, in terms of sets, uh, triceps follow along kind of the same pattern as other body parts. Studies show that between something like 9 to nine to 18 sets per week of resistance training is ideal. Now, you could fall somewhere in that range of 9 to 18 sets. Now, I want to make this point right here. It's not more is better with this. If you find the right rep range for you and the right rep range for your body is going to build the most muscle or give you the fastest, fastest results. If you pick a rep range that works phenomenal and you think by adding sets you should get even better results, uh, oftentimes you're wrong. Oftentimes there's that sweet spot and once you hit it, you're good. Don't judge it. Uh, most people listening right now will do best with about nine sets or, or, or 12 sets. Most people listening to this podcast are on the lower end of what I just said. Um, but if you're really advanced, you've been working out for a while, um, then you'll probably want more. As far as frequency of training is concerned, um, two to three days a week is ideal to hit the triceps. Now, you can do all the sets in one workout. So you could do 15 sets in one workout for your triceps. But studies will show that that muscle building signal that the workout sends tends to fall very quickly after about 72 hours. And that's why you want to hit it again shortly after. If you wait a week, then what will end up happening is you'll build a little bit of strength of muscle. Then that muscle building signal falls, but then you're not working it out again. And what ends up happening is it tends to fall below baseline and you start to lose. And this is why if you do one tricep workout a week, even if you're doing a lot of sets, you may be noticing that you're not progressing. You're trying to figure out why. Probably because you're not training your triceps frequently enough. In which case, I would say take those total sets and divide them up over three workouts. So you're doing the same amount of volume. You're just hitting the triceps you know, three days a week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, do you guys have um, specific exercises that you always incorporate into your training? Like, yes. yeah, For example, like if when I, when I do legs, there's always some sort of a squat variation, whether that be a lunge, a Bulgarian split squat, a front squat, a back-loaded squat – if I'm training legs, there's always some sort of a squat in my routine just because I believe I'm getting the biggest bang for my buck by mm -hmm. doing movements like that. What do you guys feel about the tricep? Are there specific movements that every routine must have this exercise or like this exercise in there? Yeah, for me, um, skull crushers and their variations. I love skull crushers. I love them with a barbell. I love doing them with dumbbells. In fact, dumbbells are some my favorite, one of my favorite versions of the skull crusher. I love doing skull crushers like uh, Serge Dubray did uh, in the 70s. He would take the barbell and rather than stopping at the forehead, he would bring the elbows back and bring the, the bar behind his head and then extend his arms up so that his arms were not directly in front of him, but rather slightly behind him. Maintain tension because now gravity's fighting uh, your arms up, uh, your arms a little bit. That's how I like to perform. If I'm going to pick my favorite version uh, of, of Skull Crushers, it's that one right there. I, I think I definitely have to do dips. I mean, we've talked right. about this, but like multiple variations of dips, so different uh, ways of of doing that, whether or not it's it's the handles that are attached to the cage, and then I'm setting it, uh, you know, high enough so I, I can I can go with my legs. I like to do it with my legs fully extended, if, if at all possible. Um, so that way too, I'm also working on, you know, connecting my, my core to the process. So like getting my legs involved and getting them tense and keeping control. So for me, it's a lot about 
control and controlling my body and space. And, uh, you know, dips tend to lend themselves well to that. I can incorporate more muscles and, and, and tense up and get that irradiation kind of effect if I am in an extended position with my legs. Uh, and also using the, you know, the rings, the Olympic rings, because of the instability that they provide for me to overcome and, and to be able to control. Mm. So 100%, I've got always either dips or close grip bench. And they're, I'll never do it. They're a, always in there. Yeah, I'll yeah. never do a tricep routine. And it's not like, and I say that, and people are like, oh, you could do one without it. That'd be great. Yes, you can. But I, I, I find so much value in those two movements um, that they one of them has to always be in a routine. Sometimes both. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but many times, at least one of those in that routine is enough for me to feel like I got a really good mass building type of exercise mm-hmm. and then the rest of things and then a, probably a, a close second to those two i would agree with you sal skull crushers uh i just think are just a great movement uh and there's lots of ways to do variations i'll play with skull crushers i'll do them on a 30 degree bench which mm-hmm. is kind of similar speaking to yeah. what you're talking about with where your elbow is pushing positioning and messing with where the the strength curve is at with mm-hmm. uh by just messing with the angle of the bench i'll do it uh, I love to do scroll crushers with dumbbells. In fact, I love dumbbell scroll crushers even more than I actually like uh, barbell scroll yep. crushers. I like that having the dumbbells, it, they can con- contour to my shape. I have a really wide uh, upper uh, upper back and a narrow torso. And so, and then these, ba- these little bars just feel weird. I feel like it's uncomfortable for me and I feel like I can go... Uh, much heavier, and I feel like I hit my triceps better without other parts of my body kicking in. So I love dumbbell mm-hmm. uh, skull crushers, uh, and then like messing with the angle. So I would say that was probably uh, a close second to those movements. If I if if I, those two that I'm talking about are definitely in my routine, or one of them is, and then the, the second exercise would probably be yeah. a skull crusher. Now, now, I, if you're listening right now and you hear us talking about like the best mass builder or muscle builder tricep exercise and you're like hey i just i just want to sculpt my triceps i'm not interested in having big triceps okay you still should do the big bang exercises because if you do uh, first off how fast do you want to get your triceps to respond if you're like hey i don't really care i want my triceps to respond and i don't care if i'll let it i want it to take 15 years fine don't do these exercises but if you're like i'd like it to happen sooner rather than later. I'd like to see some results happen fast. Do these exercises. I promise you this won't happen. I promise you won't do a skull crusher (laughs) because you heard us say it's a mass builder. You're not going to wake up tomorrow with these massive uh, triceps all of a sudden. Still takes time. But always pick the most effective exercise. And the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, uh, women get marketed to with exercises, no, this, you're the, and, and, and for triceps especially, the direction you're going is so so spot on that this is actually you know you talked about um, you know triceps and shoulders being areas uh, for women. Yes, it's for men too. But uh, when I when I do think of clients that I made the greatest impact of changing the way their body look, when I think of all the uh, female competitors that I I train. Uh, there was always a lot of emphasis on tricep and shoulder. And it was because I saw that there was opportunity for me to show them change. Mm-hmm. As a coach, I could look at their physique and I go, oh, wow, I bet you I bet you, she's never done heavy close grip bench. Mm-hmm. And just, it's just not common. It's, it's one of those exercises that 
you know, girls have been marketed to differently and uh, like the squat for so many years. Uh, it's rare you walk through the gym and you see some girl doing three to five reps of close grip bench or loading up the you dips. You never do. You never do. No. And those movements are incredible. They're not going to give you bulky, round, fat-looking tricep arms. They're, they're gonna just going to get you there faster. Yes, they're going to build muscle faster than doing cable pushdowns or tricep kickbacks, which I would say is probably one of the most worthless exercises that are out there. Is you, Instead of doing all these little kickbacks, you'd be far better off doing an exercise like a dip, and if you can, do it weighted. It'd be incredible. And close grip bench press, man. Those, those movements and, are incredible. And remember, toned, sculpted, shaped, those are all words that just mean – Build you've, muscle. You, yeah, you've built muscle. That's all it means. So if, if if you want your muscle, if you want your tricep to feel harder, feel more toned, look more sculpted or shaped, that means you're building it. That's all it is. It, it, as you build the muscle, it's, it's building to a smaller degree, but as you're building it, that's what it starts to feel like before it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and building muscle is a tough process for anybody, including men who have, you know, men have testosterone or much higher levels of testosterone than women. Building muscle is hard, so you want to use the exercises that are the most effective. And so the ones that we're talking about right now are those most effective exercises. Okay, so I think it's time that we give people a workout. Let's leave them with uh, what would be a phenomenal you know, workout for the week that would combine some of our favorite exercises with reps and sets and everything, kind of spell it out for people. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, if your workout, in my opinion, should start out with dips, start out with body weight dips, aim for 10 to 12 repetitions, um, and do about three sets. Now, if you can't do 10 to 12 reps with dips, if you're just like, this is too hard for me, use a, a dip assisted machine or use a band. There is a way to use a band to help yourself. What you do is you take the band, you put it around the dip bars, then you step in on the band with your foot, or if it's a short band, you can use your knee, put it on the band, and then you do your dips, and the band will help lift you or use the, 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 the assisted machine in which um, it's much easier to use. The next exercise, skull crushers. I like to do these on a flat bench, and I like to do these with dumbbells. Um, have a couple dumbbells so that they're independently controlled by each arm, and bring the dumbbells to the side of the face or head. Actually, bring the dumbbells to the side of the top of your head. You want to kind of reach back a little bit. It'll give you a little bit of stretch in the long head of the tricep. And then when you straighten your arms out, when you come up to the very top, keep your arms back a little bit so that there's still tension on that tricep. So that's 10 to 12 reps for three sets. The next exercise, overhead tricep extension. This is where you hold a dumbbell or a barbell over your head and you bend your elbows and bring the dumbbell or barbell behind your head. Use a full range of motion with this. Get a stretch at the bottom. If you can get a stretch at the bottom, you'll really feel your triceps working really, really well. And with these three exercises, what you'll notice is dips, elbows on the sides of my body, skull crushers, elbows in front of my body, and overhead triceps uh, extension, elbows point uh, over my, uh, or straight up above my head. So now I have three different elbow positions. You're working the triceps in, in, in pretty full ways. So that'd be my workout. So I, I'd start off with, uh, I'd say my staple and favorite exercise uh, for triceps, that would be the incline close grip bench press. Um, and the key to this 
is really keeping your elbows tucked by your side and, and your and your hands really close together. You don't want to be uh, out uh, wider than your shoulders and letting the elbows flare. The more you do that, the more the shoulders and the chest will kick into the exercise. We are trying to work your triceps. So find a weight that you can control uh, your elbow staying tucked by your side. Now, this is one of those ones that uh, you can do low reps. So I have on mine, use three sets of four to six reps, but I see value in even three to five. So if you've never done close grip uh, bench press for on the incline for low reps, heavy three to five reps, uh, this would be a great place to do that. Now, I, I tend to like to warm it up with just a bar just to kind of get, you know, get my elbows warmed up, get the blood flowing a little bit, get my form and technique down, and then I'll load it since I'm doing uh, really low reps and heavy and then do three sets of that. Uh, the second one, uh, Sal stole my dumbbell skull crushers. So I'll, t- I'll tell you that I would do uh, regular skull crushers with like a camber bar uh, or a straight bar is fine. Uh, but I do love the dumbbell skull crushers like he had in there. Uh, there, I would do this six to eight reps. So three sets. Uh, so we're going heavy, six to eight reps. And then the final exercise would be a, a cable overhead extension. So like using like the rope uh, is great for this. And you you uh, latch it down uh, down low. And then you grab the rope behind behind your head standing up. And then it's uh, you bring it all the way down and fully extend uh, three sets of that for six to eight reps there. And then like Sal's routine, you know, you notice we're playing with the position of the elbow and all three of those exercises. So I'm going to take us a little bit more on the functional side, a little bit on the performance end of the spectrum. Um, and I'm going to start you right away with, uh, some plyo pushups. And this is to really stimulate that CNS response, that power output to really generate as much force as possible in the shortest amount of time. This is going to carry over now uh, into our next exercise, which would be the bodyweight skull crusher. And this is where I was going for more of a strength exercise. But since we're going on the functional side, this is going to require you to be able to control your body a little bit more and, and really have access to your core strength to maintain a certain position like a plank position where we're grabbing a bar, like say we're using the Smith machine, probably one of the only reasons why I would use a Smith machine, (laughs) uh, just FYI. But we'll take that or just like a cage and like take a barbell across and then put your hands on the top. And then I'm going to travel down towards my knuckles and then press my way out with keeping your body as rigid as possible. I love that movement. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites for, I mean, obviously the, the skull crushers with the barbells and dumbbells, that's another, I mean, those are great for building strength. So, you know, you can incorporate that as well. Uh, and then I've finished you off with what I suggested earlier. What I do all the time is ring dips and really uh, we're addressing instability. So, now we we've sort of changed our our environment our stimulus with with a regular dip to where there's a lot more opposing forces that are pulling you away uh and to be able to to maintain control and composure and fixed positions in the elbows and in the uh in the shoulders can be extremely challenging and and it's very very taxing on the core uh, and you know, it, it allows you to get even further range of motion that you, than you'd 
probably would have if you're using uh, just a, a dip bar on, on the cage. So one of, one of those that I've found is like a total gem for me that has translated to strength in all categories. Now, a, a regression of that, Justin, in case someone's like toast from the pliers yeah. and then it's cold crushers. <laughs> it's, what, yeah. do, would, uh, I, I mean, I looking at it, I think that, um, you know, that might be tough, especially since I don't do a lot of rings. Sure. If I did like a close grip push up with the rings, um, that would be a, probably a lot easier than like full body weight dips on it. Oh, and, absolutely. And or get, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually probably a good regression because I was going to say too, you could actually use it as sort of a standing overhead extension if you lean into it like mm. with your body weight. But then that's more like your skull crusher. Then it's body. more like a skull crush, very similar movement with the elbows. Yeah, I would um, probably do a push up. So push ups probably, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a good call. I would even say um, one thing you could do with ring dips is you could get. Get yourself into position so you could use a, a box or something, get up to the top of the ring dips, and then hang your, and then hold yourself. Just hold yourself. Yeah. Just squeeze the triceps and hold yourself up there. No, that's There's a good a, call. Yeah, a lot of value in that. And you're going to get uh, crazy tricep feeling from that. Well, that's the first challenge. I mean, if you can't do that, then like that, that's pretty much like everything is, is to be able to stabilize in the lockout position over the ring. So I highly suggest you do what Sal just said first and see where you're at in terms of your capability with that and then progress by bending your elbows and going through an actual rep. Yeah, what I noticed with ring dips is it really works the squeeze part more than traditional dips because because of the instability, yeah. you have to be rigid and really it, it encourages that that connection to the squeeze at the top of the rep and ring dips are, are gnarly yeah. for that this reason. This is right higher there. on the intermediate to advanced levels. So I'm throwing it out there, you know, have at it if you want. This is just, you know, a, a, a killer. Oh yeah. Now those are what? Three sets, 10 reps each, right? Three uh, sets, Justin? 10 reps okay. each. Now here's another thing too. Trigger sessions. Let's talk about that for a second. Trigger sessions you do on your off days. Yeah. So we just gave you three workouts, right? Let's say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. In between those days, if you want to get more out of your training, do some real light banded work. So get yourself some resistance bands. You can use them at home and get a little bit of a pump. You do some tricep press downs or some overhead tricep extensions with the bands. Nothing intense. You want to keep the intensity low. Get a little bit of a squeeze, a little bit of a burn, a little bit of a pump. Leave it alone. Now, though, trigger sessions help facilitate recovery so your body will recover faster, but they also send a muscle building signal. Now it's not as loud as the muscle building signal you sent with the workouts that we just went over, but it is loud enough to keep the muscle building signal up in the air. So you want to think of, imagine a, a balloon filled with helium that now it's two days later and the balloons kind of, you ever seen those balloons after a party that kind of float and they kind of slowly float down? That's that muscle building signal and you want to kind of pop it up with your hand, keep that muscle building signal high. And so the first workout, the, my, the workout that I gave you is a big Hit that balloon up in the air. Um, and then the next time you're going to hit it again real hard is on Wednesday. But in between that, you can pop it a little bit just to kind of keep it up. That's what trigger sessions do. So if you throw all that into the mix um, and you train appropriately, you've got good form, we've got videos on most of these exercises, you're going to get uh, good results and you'll see some good results in your triceps. Now, we also created a free guide along the arms too. That We did. It's a how to get big arms guide, but it's all about training the arms reps and sets and exercises and things you need to focus on. The guide is totally free, costs nothing. All you got to do is go to mindpumpfree.com to download it. And then we have other guides on there as well. So you can download, actually there's no limit. You can download all the guides if you want to. 
Also, if you want to find all of us individually on Instagram, we all provide our own individual content. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.